I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to season four of Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story. So if you haven't listened to the first three seasons yet, I'd recommend starting there. Also, just a heads up, there's some swearing and adult themes in this show. Chapter 45. Deja Vu. I didn't sleep that night. I lay there on the couch, crying, wishing I knew, hating myself for not knowing. The hours snailed by, but Apollo didn't come home. I tried calling him, but it went to voicemail. Finally, as the black sky twisted to dark blue, I began to nod off. A door slamming jolted me awake. I rubbed my eyes eagerly, expecting to see Apollo, but he wasn't there. I must have heard one of the neighbors on their way to work. I looked at my phone. It was 6.30 in the morning. Where was Apollo? What if something had happened to him? The only way this situation could get any worse was if he tragically died or was injured or something. I shook my head. Being anxious was not helping. Standing up, I threw on some leggings and my rainproof running jacket and headed outside. When I got to the seawall, I ran so fast that I tripped over some gravel and landed hard on my knee. I didn't even look down to survey the damage. I just got up and kept running. Apollo was Greek god-level gorgeous, smart, fun to be around, successful, and so in love with me that he wanted to get married. Why wasn't this an easy yes? Why was I ruining this? What was wrong with me? My heart constricted and my legs were whining at me to slow down, but I didn't. This whole thing was so stupid. Were Apollo and I really going to break up over a simple disagreement about where we wanted to live? I knew I didn't want to, but I did feel irritated. I needed him to listen to me. Really listen. Maybe we could find a compromise, but so far, all of our talks about compromising had been him guiding me through a logical maze about why what he wanted to do made the most sense, so that by the time I had a chance to refute him, I was stuck in the middle, having forgotten my reasons for wanting what I wanted in the first place, and almost ready to take his side out of exhaustion. But I loved him. I loved him so much. I'd never loved anyone like this. He was it. It was true that I'd never spent too much time envisioning our long-term future, but the thought of not having Apollo in my life was terrifying. I wanted him. I wanted us to work out. I just needed him to calm down a little bit with the kids and the marriage and the suburbs until I got to a point in my career where I felt ready. I half expected Apollo to be there when I got home, but he wasn't. I texted him before I got in the shower, then frantically began scrubbing myself. I had to leave the house in five minutes. Something stung on my knee. I looked down to see congealed blood. 
I pulled back the shower curtain to look at my dirty leggings on the ground. The knee was torn and stained with blood. How had I not felt that? I rinsed off as quickly as I could and blotted my wound with some paper towel. I taped it up haphazardly because we didn't have any band-aids. Then I threw my clothes in the laundry basket and dashed across the apartment naked, putting together an outfit and packing my bag simultaneously. A key turned in the lock in the front door. In the next moment, Apollo was standing on the threshold, and I was crouched like Gollum from The Lord of the Rings on the carpet holding my work bag. Where were you? I stood up, then suddenly felt self-conscious about being naked and used my backpack to cover as much of me as I could. He shrugged and went into the bedroom. I followed him. Can we talk? I gotta go to work. Me too, but tonight? Sure. He didn't seem like Apollo, more like a rock or something despondent and cold. And now that I was closer, I noticed that he looked terrible too. His eyes were shrouded in blue and he smelled like whiskey. Shouldn't you have left already? He asked, massaging his head. Yes, I grabbed my clothes and began tugging them on. I'm sorry about last night. We can talk tonight, he interrupted, taking off his shirt and replacing it with one of his work ones. Okay, I'm sorry. Me too. The clock on my classroom wall was broken. It had to be because I had been teaching this class for what felt like my entire life, and yet, if the clock was to be believed, it was only 9.30 in the morning. I walked among the rows of students, helping them with their stories. We were doing a science fiction unit, and they were all working on short stories inspired by the likes of Ray Bradbury. Some of their work was good, very good, and I normally would have been so proud as I read it, but today I just wanted to get out of here. Time ticked lazily on and on. Minutes sludged by like hours. Just getting to lunch felt like an accomplishment. I couldn't concentrate. All I could think about was Apollo. My brain was a tangled ball of anxiety, like this one student Stephanie's headphones when she pulled them out of her bag at the lunch bell. The more she tried to untangle them, the more knots seemed to form. She moaned with frustration and handed them to her friend Sarah, hopefully. I'm not going to deal with that, Sarah said firmly as they left the classroom. You should just throw them out and get wireless ones. Cords are so retro. I waved goodbye to the last of the students, then opened my phone absentmindedly and checked Inkblot. I had so many notifications that they had simply put 300 plus on the top right-hand corner of my feed and left it at that. If I thought that reading a few of those comments might make me feel better, I was wrong. Yawn, someone had put after the first paragraph. Yawn, I flushed. All I wanted to do as an author was entertain people. I opened to the next comment, liking it so far, but it barely registered. There were other positive ones, way more than negative, but for some reason, I couldn't see those. Instead, the bad ones drew me in, as if they'd been splattered in blood-red font all over the story I'd poured my heart and soul into for over five years. The writing's a little juvenile for my taste, but I'm gonna keep going for the plot. This is kind of lame. Narnia ripoff much? I don't want to be mean, but that was not good. Why is this crap featured? I hate this character, and not in a good way. I'm bored. Did you do any research before writing this? If you want good fantasy, head over to at Wandering Willow, at Into the Woods, or 
literally anywhere other than here. Wow. I slave my ass off to write a masterpiece that gets no recognition. Meanwhile, hot garbage like this makes money. Did this author sleep with an inkblot editor or something? Brooklyn? What? Mary was waving at me from my classroom door. Are you all right? Oh, sorry, Mary. What's wrong? Nothing. I'm just tired. Did you need something? Just stopping by to deliver these to you. She glided in and delicately set some practice English 12 provincial tests on my desk. Oh, thanks. How are the students doing? Do you think they're ready? For what? They're provincials. Oh, uh... We then proceeded to have a monotonous conversation about my class's preparedness for their English 12 tests. I was speaking to Mary, but honestly, the conversation was basically gibberish in terms of how much I absorbed from it. When the bell finally rang at the end of the day, I felt ten years older than I had this morning. I tidied everything up, washed the whiteboard, locked up, and walked home lethargically. I was so tired. What if Apollo wanted to break up? What if he'd realized last night that he didn't want to be with me anymore? My eyelids were heavy. My whole body was. And the weight of carrying this around all day, smiling, pretending to be helpful and fine, hit me harder now that I was finally able to feel and fear it. I didn't want to lose him. I didn't know what I would do if I did. Apollo wasn't there when I got home, but he usually got off work later than me. I showered and put on some makeup. Maybe if he remembered how pretty my eyes could look with some mascara, he wouldn't want to leave me. I stood there for a long time, tousling my hair in the mirror. Where was he? He wasn't usually this late. Maybe he wasn't coming. Maybe he didn't want to talk anymore. I sank onto the couch. My legs felt like they'd been filled with sand when I tried to pull them up so I could lie down. I didn't think I'd ever been so exhausted. I closed my eyes, but it wasn't to go to sleep. I wasn't sleepy. I was just so tired. Hey, babe, Apollo said softly, coming through the door. I turned my head. Hey. I got us Indian. Aw, thanks. I sat up and came over to help him set it out over the kitchen table. No problem. He kissed my forehead. I figured neither of us would feel like cooking tonight. I looked up at him. His eyes were warm caramel again. They were still sad, but at least they were warm. I put my arms around him. He seemed taken aback, but pulled me in too. I love you, I said. I love you too, he murmured. We can figure this out. We held each other for a long time, both of us wanting that to be true, but both also knowing that the moment we broke apart and started talking, we might find out that it couldn't be. I think that's why we held on for so long, because on some level we both knew. We just weren't ready to know yet. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, Apollo said at last, as we sat down across from each other, where do you want to start? Um, I looked away. My throat felt tight. Why was I on the verge of tears now that wasn't going to solve anything? He reached over the table and took my tiny hand in his huge one. It's okay, babe. Sorry. You don't have to be sorry. You didn't do anything wrong. I feel like I did. What are you so scared of? Us breaking up. He looked at me for a long moment, as though gathering the courage to ask the question. Is that what you want? No. Then it won't happen. But it's not what I want either, so why would it happen? I couldn't answer. He was right, of course. All logical signs pointed to us staying together if that was what we both wanted. But emotionally, it was more complicated than that. I didn't want my emotions to be right, though, so I pushed them away. Okay, I guess the first thing is... Deciding where we want to live? Yeah, let's start there, he agreed. I don't want to be in Langley. I know. I hear you. I'm sorry. So, where are we going to live? Well, I guess we can look at apartments in the city if you want. Really? Yeah, maybe we can find one on ground level or something. And my writing. What about it? If I start making more money on Inkblot, I want to cut back on teaching and use that time to write. He sighed. I know it's selfish, but I need to be selfish right now. If we have kids, that's going to be at least a few years where I can't focus on my career nearly as much as I can now. When that happens, I need to be ready to take a step back without losing all of my momentum. Brooklyn, when we have kids, you won't have to do all the work. We'll split it. My career will take a hit too. It's not the same for you. But that isn't my fault. If I could be the one to birth them, I would. I know you would. But you can't, so we have to talk about the reality. I'll do everything I physically can do. You won't have to cook, or clean, or get groceries, or do anything for the first two years or so after you get pregnant. Just focus on your career, and grow the little things, and I'll take care of the rest. But Apollo... I might be sick for months. I might not be able to focus on my career. And if we have more than one baby, that's at least four years of either being pregnant and exhausted or having just given birth and being exhausted or taking care of a newborn and being exhausted. That's why I need to be in a good place with writing before we start. 
What age are you thinking? 35? Babe, that's geriatric. No, it's not. Yeah, it's the technical age of a geriatric pregnancy, and a bunch of other health problems can happen if you wait that long. I bit my lip. What about 33? That still gives you another five years, and if we have one right after the other, then you're done by 35. I guess that might work. Okay, great. See? I told you we could fix it. Yeah. Is there anything else bothering you? Uh, the cooking? Apollo, I'm too busy to cook as much as you do, and honestly, I don't care about it as much as you. I'd rather spend my time doing a lot of other things. But babe, don't you want to be healthy? I do, but... Then that's just something we need to do. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I was feeling lightheaded again. We can eat out more too, he offered, rubbing my cheek with his hand. I love you so much. I love you too. He pulled my face into his, and then we were kissing, and he was picking me up and taking me to the bedroom, and everything was going to be fine. Except that it didn't feel fine. I didn't feel like me, and he didn't feel like him. It didn't feel like we were kissing. It felt like I was watching two people I once knew, but didn't anymore. I tried to ignore it. Apollo didn't seem like anything was bothering him at all. He seemed elated. I'm so happy we're back together, he said, as we made our way back out to the kitchen a little while later to finally eat our now cold dinner. Back together? We never broke up. Right, yeah, well, it felt like we did for a night, and I didn't like that. He kissed my hair as he helped himself to some curry. And then his phone, which he'd left on the table, glowed green with a text. We both looked at it. It was from Jess, his colleague, and it said, Last night shouldn't have happened. Please don't tell anyone. Our eyes darted from the phone to each other. Brooklyn, it's not what it looks like. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't breathe. I just sat there looking at him. Nothing happened. I mean, okay, yes, something happened, but not because of me. I couldn't hear him. All I could think about was Apollo and I on the beach naked together in Costa Rica while Amanda had been sick asleep at the house. I'd always wondered if I'd been stupid to trust Apollo, given the way we got together. But I'd chosen to trust him because I loved him. But now... A text like that? From Jess? I'd always suspected she had a thing for him, but I told myself I didn't care because I knew he'd never do that to me. But did I know that? Really? Were you with her last night, Apollo? He closed his eyes. Yes, but Brooklyn, it's really not. Get out. What? Get out. Brooklyn, come on. Get out, or I will scream, and I won't stop until you do. Babe, go now. He tried to touch me, but I threw his hand off me so forcefully that it knocked the curry all over the carpet. Brooklyn, leave. Apollo. He gave me one last wounded glance, and then he stood up, took his coat, and left. And I just sat there, watching the curry slowly seep, into the carpet.
Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode. If you want to find out what happens next right now, subscribe in Apple Podcasts to binge all 10 episodes ad-free. Otherwise, the next episode will be out on Monday. If you're enjoying the show, please consider giving it five stars on Apple and Spotify, writing a review, posting it on social media, and telling a friend. This is an independent podcast, so stuff like that really helps get the word out and support the show. Confessions of a New Grad is written, narrated, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Thank you to the Canada Council for the Arts for supporting seasons three and four. For exclusive news and bonus content, you can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. Music is licensed through Musicbed and Soundstripe libraries. You can find the soundtracks in the episode descriptions. Artwork and script editing are by Rebecca Montgomery. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.